Let's continue on in our current series. Set foot on the road, never travel. Set foot on the road, never travel. We are stepping on places when, in, in which we have never been to. Joshua chapter 7. Today we will look at Joshua chapter 7. In our sermon, we'll be focused on confronting hidden sins. Psalm chapter 19 is a very famous prayer by uh, King David. In verse 12, King David said, But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. There are sins in which we have hidden our heart. Even you yourself do not realize it. So oftentimes we point our fingers at other people and blame them for their faults. But we forget when we point to others, the rest of our fingers are pointing to ourselves. There are so many things that we have kept, kept hidden in our hearts and we have, in which we are not realizing that we are sinning. So you have to search your heart, your innermost heart, to find where your fault is. There is a very interesting story. There was a person who came to the pastor to confess his sin. He said, Pastor, my conscience is bothering me. Why? Because I have stolen something. And the pastor asked, what did you steal? I, I got a cord of rope. But the pastor said, okay, just confess and then repent. So after praying, your sins have been forgiven you. So go in peace. Second day, Second day that person returned. Said, pastor, my heart still does not have peace. The pastor said, you have already confessed. And the, the person said, I have not made clear one thing. When I stole that rope, there's a loop, there's a ring at the end of the rope. And I took that ring with me. So that's why I do not feel at peace. And the pastor says, it's okay, confess. And afterwards, he was sent back home. On the third day, that person returned. Said, Pastor, I still am not at peace. The pastor said, wasn't it that you have already confessed? But I have not confessed completely. I stole a rope. There was a loop at the end of the rope. But on that ring, it, it's, it was attached to the nose of a cow. And I brought the cow home with me. Chairman, Let me ask you, what was the sin that he should have confessed in the first place? He should have confessed immediately that he stole a cow. Because that was the sin that he committed and that was the sin he should have confessed in the first place. Many times, we confess and we confess. But let me ask you, but in your innermost being, have you already settled the sins that you have kept hidden? Today, let's look at Joshua chapter 7. This is the, uh, the, the war in Aisha. Let me first give you a background so you'd understand the story more clearly. When the people of Israel entered the promised land, do you know? They needed seven years to, they need to wage war for seven years for them to conquer the whole of the promised land. In these seven years, there were at least 20 big and small battles. The Bible simplified everything. In chapter 10, 11, and 12, 
it's just recorded there. In fact, the Bible only recorded four major battles. The battle of Jericho. The battle of Ai. The battle of the southern kings. And the battle of the northern kings. And the Bible only recorded these four battles. But if you are to read Joshua chapter 12, Joshua, Joshua had defeated 31 kings. Last week, we saw the battle of Jericho. Jericho Jericho was a big city. And it, it was filled with mighty, mighty men. And the people of Israel walked around and marched around the city for seven days. 13 times they marched around the city. And the whole wall just collapsed. In fact, the soldiers of Israel didn't do anything them to conquer the city of Jericho. But this city of Ai is a very small city. Look at chapter 8, verse 25. And there were only uh, 12,000 people, or 12,000 people in that city. So the people said to Joshua, We don't have to send a whole army in. Two or three thousand men is enough. So Joshua sent about three thousand men. But the result was quite strange. They were completely defeated. And they, uh, 36 of them were killed. This was the one and only defeat that the people of Israel suffered when they were conquering the promised land. And this was one of the more important battles. Because from that day on, because for the rest of 20 plus um, battles, they have never de been defeated. This was a turning point in the lives of all the people of Israel during that time. You know why? Because in, in suffering that defeat, they learned a very important lesson. All of us, all the people, all of the people of Israel had to deal with the hidden sins that they, they have in their lives. Our God is not only faithful, but He's also holy God. If there are sins remaining in your life, the Lord said, I will not be with you. We are defeated because God is not with us. So what was the sin? What were the sins that the people of Israel committed? During the past three years when we were facing COVID, I don't know if you know, we have about 6.7 million uh, people who died. COVID is an invisible virus that we cannot see. But it truly exists in our midst. In reality, all of us know there are a lot of germs around us. We cannot see it. But they truly exist around us. Let me tell you. In, the, in our surroundings, we are waging spiritual battle. We cannot see it. But it truly exists around us. It's called sin. It's, uh, it's our spiritual barrier. It's called sin. Sin is a spiritual barrier that is around us. Unless we face it, uh, sooner or later, it will completely take over our lives. Where lies the, the, the defeat? Why were they defeated in the Battle of Ai? Because there were three types of hidden sin that the people did not resolve. First was they underestimated the strength of the enemy. This was called pride. 
and they have underestimated God's command. This is called not revering or not obeying God. And they underestimated their own weaknesses. This is called their, their uh, self or ego or their selfishness. These are things that we have yet, they have yet to resolve in their heart. Let me explain. Let me explain. Underestimating the enemy's strength. And the reason behind it, it was because they had a prideful heart. Look at chapter 7, verses 3 to 5. When they returned to, to Joshua, they said, Not all the army will have to go up against I. Send two or three thousand men to take it, and do not weary the whole army, for only a few people live there. So about three thousand went up, but, when, but they were routed by the men of Ai, who killed about 30, 36 of them. They chased the Israelites from the city gate as far as the stone quarries and struck them down on the slopes. At this, uh, the hearts of the people melted in fear and became like water. After winning the very great battle of Jericho, so the people had pride in their heart. They felt that they were really good. So when they face a very small city like the city of Ai, they said to themselves, we don't have to send a whole army. 3,000 men will be more than enough. So they thought in themselves that they are strong enough to, to defeat the city of Ai. In reality, that was the case. The people of Israel, there are about uh, 600,000 men from age 20 to 60 who can fight. So about 3,000 men is about 0.5% of the whole army. It's not even 1%. So in their eyes, they look at their enemies and they, and they thought that this enemy was not worthy of them. But in reality, even they didn't even seek God. How do you know? Because in chapter 7, verse 1, during that time, it was recorded that the Lord's anger was against them. Even before the battle, it said it, it was recorded there that the Lord's anger burned against them. Why? Because but the Israelites were unfaithful in regard to devoted things. Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, from the, of the tribe of Judah, took some of them. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel. God was no longer happy with the Israelites. So during that time, if Joshua and other Israelite, uh, leaders of Israel, if they had sought God's will, there would, it, uh, it's not guaranteed that the Lord will answer them. God, the Lord was not happy with them. So I will not be with you. Why? Because there are among you people who have committed sin. It was very clear. So that the, it's very clear, it's very evident here that they did not even sought the Lord. They didn't even seek the Lord for advice. Because for them, it was such a small thing. There's no need to bother the Lord. Many times we are like that. Uh, uh, we have to honestly ask ourselves, do we truly pray fervently all the time? No. No, we don't. Except what? Except? And, and, uh, except when we're facing something quite serious. It's like when we cannot face it anymore without praying. So that's why we fall on our knees and we pray fervently. When small things happen, we don't have to bother the Lord. What does this mean? It means I can do it. So that's how the people of Israel felt. We can do it by ourselves. So there was a reason behind because they had a prideful heart. They had pride in their heart. 
Pride is one of those sins that is deeply entrenched and deeply hidden in our heart. The very first sin ever committed in the whole history has to do with pride. And the one who committed it was the head of the angels, Lucifer. He was a glorious leader of the angels. And among, of, among God's creation, Probably Lucifer was one of the most glorious. So he felt uh, Lucifer felt that he had to be equal with God. In Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 to 14, here it described the, the downfall of Satan. Have you fallen? How have you fallen from heaven, morning stars, son of the dawn? You have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly and on, on the utmost heights of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the cloud. I will make myself like the most high. The phrase, I will, I will, I will, appeared five times. This was the cause of the downfall of Satan because of his pride. The very first sin ever committed by men was because of pride. When the serpent said to the woman, when you eat of this fruit, you will have the ability to tell what is right and wrong. And you will be like God. You'll be like God. That's our, the DNA of sin can often be traced to pride. You know how frightening pride is? Nobody would ever admit that he is a prideful person. And have you ever heard people say, Right now, I'm going to sin. I'm going to commit the sin of pride. Nobody ever said that. Because none of us realize how prideful we truly are. You know why? There are those who are prideful are prideful for a reason because they have the capability to be prideful. Those who are handsome, those who are beautiful, Easy, it's easier for them for, for them to be prideful. You know why? You know why? Because I'm more attractive than the other person. So it's natural for them to feel that they're better than other people. people who are educated people who have titles, they will be more prideful. Because they know more than other people. Wealthy people, it's easier for them to be prideful. Because they have something that most people don't have. Because they, they believe that because of their financial capability, they can do a lot more that other people cannot do. Those who have the authority, it's easy for them to be prideful. Because I'm a VIP and you're not. So those who are proud, they don't feel that they are proud. Because they have something that you don't have. It's not that I'm proud. It's because you're jealous. Because you're jealous of me, you don't, you're not better than me. That's why you're, you're accusing me of being proud. But dear church, please remember this for the rest of your life. In James 4 verse 6, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. God will never change. Then how is it that God will oppose those who are proud? Is it because God is jealous of us? No. No, it's not. Please remember. Everything that we have. Our facial features, your knowledge, your capability, and even your authority and your, your power, all the, uh, all the wealth that you have, 
please remember this for the rest of your life. All these comes from the Lord. And you said no. You don't know, Pastor, you don't know how hard I've worked to have what I have right now. But you have to remember this other verse. Deuteronomy verse 8. 18. In Deuteronomy 8:18. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth, and so confirms His covenant which He swore to your ancestors as it is today. Please remember your uh, capacity and your capability comes from the Lord. Anytime the Lord takes it back, let's see how you will be able to produce wealth. Imagine, Just imagine suddenly you suffer from Alzheimer's. You will not remember anything. Let's see how proud you will be in, in boasting towards other people of your capability. But a lot of times, in the, in the height of our success, we, keep, we often forget that success comes from the Lord. After the battle of Jericho, the people of Israel forgot about God. You know, there's a verse that's often kept in my heart because it, it has helped me throughout my life. Every time I feel pride coming out from me, I would open the Bible and, and review that verse, revisit that verse again and again. And the more I read of it, the more I'm afraid to be proud. You know what verse it is? First Samuel two eight. First Samuel chapter two verse eight. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats sits them uh, with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. Because I know that person is me. It is I. I come from I came from a very poor family. I my my father was an irresponsible father. From my very young age, I know what, what the difference between those who have and those who have not. There are things that other people have and I don't have it. Starting from fourth grade, I had to work summer jobs. I, I don't go out and play. And during high school, I had to work to earn for my own education. If it were not for God's uh, saving grace upon me, I don't know where I'll be today. So when I look back and I think about my life, I dare not become proud. May the Lord help us. Just you have to resolve the problem of your inner being. Is there a prideful heart? Are there hidden sins? inside of you. Number two, Number two, the people of Israel underestimated God's command because they have an, they have an irreverent heart. Look at chapter 7, verse 1. But the, but the Israelites were unfaithful in regard to devoted things. Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, the, of the tribe of Judah, took some of them. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel. So they were defeated. 36 of them were killed. So it was such a very big thing. Uh, against the people of Israel. Joshua and all the leaders bowed down before the Lord and asked and inquired of the Lord why did this thing happen? Look at chapter 7, verse 6. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord, remaining there till evening. 
the elders of Israel did the same and sprinkled dust on their heads. Joshua said to God, God, how, did, how is it that we were defeated by the city of Ai? All the people remaining in the promised land will now fight against us. All of us will be killed. And the Lord answered them. Joshua, kill it. Joshua, stand up. Why are you bow, Why have you bowed down before me? You know what this means? Why is it that you're placing the blame of your defeat on me? No. No. You have to stand up. I'm not the cause of your defeat. It is you. It's the people of Israel. Look at chapter 7, verse 11 and 12. Israel has sinned and they have violated my command, a covenant which I commanded them to keep. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen. They have lied. They have put them with their own possessions. That is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their backs and run because they had been made liable to destruction. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. Look at the last sentence. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. There are two things that I need to explain first. What does it mean to have violated my covenant? What are the things devoted for destruction? destruction? Uh, what does it mean to have violated my covenant? Violet, uh, to violate in the Hebrew, uh, original Hebrew text, it means to pass by. You pass by me without me knowing it. The Lord said, They just pass by my words. It's, it seems like they completely ignored it. What did the Lord say? In, chap in chapter 6, verses 18 and 19, but keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. All the silver, gold, uh, and gold, and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. Before the battle, the Lord made it very clear. Jericho, the city of Jericho, the first foot, it's the first fruit. Everything in it belongs to the Lord. There is nothing in it in the city of Jericho that you can take for your own. Everything that can pass through fire has to be burned completely. Those cannot be destroyed by fire. Gold, silver, bronze, iron, all should go into the treasury of the Lord. But there was a person by the name of Achan. Achan took the things of the Lord. And he violated the covenant of God. He just completely passed by and ignored God's command. What are the things devoted to destruction? Devoted things are things that belong to the Lord. But in the Chinese uh, translation of it, it uh, it's translated things that are meant to be destroyed. So in our mind, probably we have the concept that these are things that are and good, these are unclean, these are worthless no, things. This whole In fact, these are things that are precious, these are things that are good. These are the spoils of war. But this was the first battle. And this, this was the first fruit, and this should be devoted to God. It belongs to God. You cannot take it for your own. So those things devoted to destruction are things that belong to the Lord. These are not bad things, but these are good things. But it does not belong to you. It does not belong to me. It belongs to God. 
等于脱了以后。When they took these things， 我将将咪个帮啲家己出来。And they have hidden， he had hidden it in his own hand。真有可能，我唔我唔敢 hundred percent confirm， 真有可能。There's a possibility I'm not hundred percent sure。阿干的亲人知啊，这样代志。The, the family members of Achan knew about it。所以后来拢总死了了。So all of them were killed。好啦，你想讲咩？为什么阿干创这样代志 ？Why is it that Achan did such a thing？ 因为伊无将上帝话放伫心内。Because he had not kept in his heart God's word。上帝话伫你心内面 pass pass by 啊。It seems that the the word of the Lord just passed by your heart。因为。It's because in his heart he, he did not revere God. Think about it. When Achan saw these things, he took it. Let me ask you. Aside from Achan, were there other people among the people of Israel who saw these uh, these articles of gold, silver, bronze, and iron? I'm quite sure there are. But none of them dare to take it for their own. But only Achan was bold enough to take it. You know why? You have to think about the reason why. So I was thinking about this. Probably one of the reasons. Achan was thinking. Other people might take it. Is it true? When they see it, other people see they true. They too will take it. There's a Chinese saying. All the ravens are black. So if other people will take, I will take. This this is probably one of the most common reasons why we sin. Other people will cheat, and I will cheat because if I don't cheat. I'll be at a loss. If other people will bribe to get what they get, then I should bribe too, so I can get what I can. So since people are doing it, it's quite ordinary. So if when everyone is doing it, it's no longer something wrong. That's the mentality that we have. That's one of the reasons why we sin. Because we do not see ourselves as being set apart. We dare not to be different from other people. When other people do such things, we do such things. We follow suit. It's probably one of the reasons. But the most important thing here, he did not revere God in his heart. That's why God has this very special method. So all the population of Israel, two million of them, knew and learned this lesson. Fear God. To fear God. So the whole population of Israel will learn how to fear God. You know how God was able to uh, to show them that Achan was the one who did it. Look at verses 14 and 15. In the morning, present yourselves tribe by tribe. The tribe of the Lord chose, uh, chooses shall come forward clan by clan. And the clan that the Lord chooses shall come forward family by family. And the family that the Lord chooses shall come forward man by man. Whoever is caught with the devoted things shall be destroyed by fire along with all that belongs to him. He has violated the co covenant of the Lord and has done an outrageous thing in Israel. So what was the method? So it's not something that we can come up. It's like drawing of lots. It's drawing of lots. So among the twelve tribes, they drew lot to take out uh, to point out one tribe. And among the twelve tribes, yeah, they were they were to be chosen clan by clan. And, to, and among the clans, they have to pick out one clan. And among the clans, they had there are a lot of families. So you have to take out and choose one family. And among the family, there were many men. And we have to choose one man. Whoa! God used this very specific method. And, and you would say, why is it that the Lord want them to draw lots for this? By luck, by luck or by chance, it's probably unfair. No, it's not. In Proverbs 16, verse 33. 
The Lord is cast into the lap, but it is it's, it's every decision is from the Lord. And, and in my mind, this was the probably the best explanation for what happened then. Why said the Lord use use this method? I believe there are two reasons. Number one, God was giving Achan a chance to repent. Because they will be doing it tomorrow. If I was Achan, if I truly fear God, if I truly revere God, God already knows. What do I do? If I were again, I would go forward and, and look for Joshua. And there confess and repent. I don't have to wait for tomorrow. Because tomorrow may be too late. Today was the opportunity and the time frame for me to confess and to repent. It's sad to say. Achan didn't do it. You know why? Probably, probably in this mind, because I'm not Achan. There are two million people. For them to pick out one person. Is it truly that simple? Just like us. If you buy a lotto ticket, did you buy? You have to confess and repent. How many of you have won first prize? It's that difficult. Because there are two million people. Two million plus one. Plus one. That's what, what are the odds? So he, he did not do it. And the second reason, I'm sure it's not because of Achan. But it's for the whole people of Israel. So that the whole uh, uh, population of Israel will learn how to fear God. If you are to take note of chapter 7, verse 16 to 18, it's, it, uh, it recorded clearly the whole process of their choosing. There were four rounds of uh, casting of lots. First round. First round. From the 12 tribes, one tribe was chosen. The tribe of Judah. From the second round. From the tribe of Judah, the clan of the Zerahites were chosen. The third round. From the clan of the Zerahites, Zimri's family was chosen. And on the fourth round, from Zimri's family, Achan was chosen. Let me tell you, if we were there, you'd probably have goosebumps. You would truly fear God. God is so real. You will know that God is so real. We may not know how to fear Because we don't believe that God is so real. In your mind, yes, there's a God. But he seems so far away. He's not here with me. You're wrong. But you're wrong. God truly exists. When you feel the presence of the Lord beside you, you truly have goosebumps. May the Lord help us. God has this meaning. And it's His purpose that the whole population of Israel will learn how to fear Him. May the Lord help us. That we have to evaluate our own heart. Do we have a heart of reverence towards the Lord? If you truly revere God, there are a lot of things you dare not do. Because when God is beside you, do you dare to do such a thing? The third, they underestimated one's weakness. Because they forgot that they have a covetous heart. When Achan was chosen, Joshua asked him to come forward. And he spoke to him. Look at verse 19. Then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, and honor him. Tell me what you have done and do not hide it from me. Achan, 
Give glory to God. Do not lie anymore. And he dare not lie. Look at verse 20 to 21. Achan replied, It is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. When I saw the plunder, a beautiful robe, when I saw in the plunder a beautiful robe from Babylonia, 200 shekels of silver, and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. They are hidden in the ground inside my tent with the silver underneath. In these uh, two verses, these were words spoken directly by Achan. There were four actions that he took. I saw, I coveted, I took, and I hid it. So here it's very clear the process why Achan did what he did. Let me ask you, where does everything start? It starts with our eyes. I saw. Let me remember. Many times the eyes, the, our eyes uh, are the cause for why we sin. Eve sinned because she saw. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was pleasing to the eyes, she took some and ate it. In Genesis chapter 6, after the, uh, the, reason, the reason why God made the flood to destroy the world, because of verse 6, the sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful and they married any of, any of them they chose. Everything starts with our eyes. Your church, your brothers and sisters, please take care and be cautious of what your eyes are looking at. Me as a pastor, I have been tempted by so many things that I see. Here we live in a very frightening world. When I, when I was a child, when we when we wanted to see uh, those who movies rated for adults. We hit ourselves and we sneak in. And we are afraid to meet people we know. And we see each other there, then we are very embarrassed. Let's look at, uh, let's watch together. But when we want to watch it, we, we do so with fear because we are ashamed to do it. Today, we don't need to fear because no longer are people embarrassed. They just lock the door. They click on the computer and they watch whatever they want to watch. Our eyes. We have to take care of our eyes. When you see things that are very attractive, but you have to take note of something interesting here. They saw that his eyes saw 200 shekels of silver. You know, 200 shekels is about 2.3 kilograms of silver. A bar of gold weighing 50 shekels. It's 0.6 kilogram. Let me ask you this question. Akan saw it. And he knew. 2.3. That it's 2.3. 0.6. 0.6. How come? How come? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. After looking at it, he took it. And he weighed it. It's heavy. It's about more than two kilos. This is a bit lighter. It's about half kilo. But after seeing, he, he extended his hand. Isn't it how we sin? When we see this beautiful woman, if you don't preserve your heart, take care of your heart, you take action. 
Being greedy, being uh, being covetous, that's a problem that all of us have. We all covet different kind of things. There are people who covet money. There are people who covet authority. There are people who covet women. There are people who covet fame. Chairman, let me tell this let me is ask you. Submit. What are the things that you covet in your heart? Don't look down and don't underestimate your own covetousness. Say, I cannot, I won't do it. Then how, how sure are you? All of us have it. There's a Chinese saying that's very meaningful. Being covetous will cause you to become poor. You know, in Chinese, this is very interesting. This, uh, the Chinese character for covetous. And on the other side, there's this Chinese character for poor. If you are to look at the two words, the two characters, they look quite similar. Being covetous will cause you to become poor. If you allow covetousness to run uncontrolled and unchecked in you, your life will become poor. You said, no. The more covet I covet, the more I'll have. No. That's not true. Because in reality, your life will become poorer. Probably you'll have more materially. But your life will become poorer. When people see you, they would, they would uh, speak out against you. What kind of a person are you? You're a very covetous person. You're a person who covets women, who, who, who want uh, fame, who want uh, power, authority. May the Lord help us that we have to evaluate ourselves. He can allow his eyes to, to see things uncontrolled because he underestimated his own weakness. So he took things and he hid these things. And because of his action, 36 Israelites were killed. And it destroyed 30 plus families. Because there are those who died there could probably could be fathers. Or husbands. Or brothers. Or little brothers. Because of his covetousness. It, it affected 30 plus families. So Joshua called him out. And in front of everyone, he was stoned to death. This place, they changed the name of the place. It became the Valley of Akor. It means bring trouble. Because of this person, uh, 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 what he did, it caused a lot of trouble for other people. But the main purpose was it serves as a warning for all the other people. Dear church, I don't know what it is, what kind of weaknesses you are facing. But don't look down and don't look lightly upon your own weaknesses. Don't feel or don't believe that yourself to be stronger than you really are. Be strong in the Lord. We are called to be strong in the Lord. Without that in the Lord part, we are very weak. With the defeat that they had in the city of Ai was because they had hidden sins that they have not resolved. They were prideful. They were irreverent. And they were covetous. And these become, became the reasons why they failed. Because God was not with them. Please remember that when we read uh, the first message, the power of God's presence, the power of God's presence, without the presence of the Lord, we will never be able to defeat this world. May the Lord help us in, the, in our lives. If we have sins that remain unresolved, May the Lord help us that we will be able to resolve these sins. 
Next week, let's look at chapter 8. After you have resolved your sins, how they were able to overcome the city of Ai. Let's meet again. Go and read in advance chapter 8. Even though it's a bit longer, but it's full of lessons and it's very meaningful. And what should have been a very simple battle. But to take note, but the Bible uses a very long chapter to explain this clearly. And it shows the importance of that battle. Because it became the turning point for the people of Israel. Let's meet again next week. Let's pray. Dear Lord, through today's message, as we come before you, allow us to really evaluate ourselves, Lord. The reason why the people of Israel failed, it's because they had pride in their heart. They forgot that everything that they have came from you, Lord. May the Lord help us, whether in the midst of our success, when we are being, uh, we are receiving praise from other people. May we always remember all that we have came from comes from you, Lord. Lord, may we remember that you oppose those who are proud and and you love those who are humble. The people of Israel lost their reverence for you. It seems that they have heard your word and they completely ignored your word. It's just like your word just passed by them. And they were completely ignorant. Because they have lost that reverence for you in their heart. The reason why people of Israel failed because they are aware of this. And they have not resolved their covetousness. They felt that they were strong and that the Lord will not notice it. Today, Lord, may we be humble before you through the, uh, the chapter that we read today that we will learn once more how to become humble before you, how to have a heart that reveres you that we will always ascribe to you all the glory a heart that is satisfied by you to revere you to serve you Lord thank you Lord Jesus this is uh, please hear our prayers and this is our prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ Amen, Amen. Amen.